0: Wednesday, November 4th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by our columnist Terry Pluto today. Uh, is on vacation, Terry's stepping in, and, and always a pleasure to have you uh, jump in and help us out here on the podcast, Terry. Good to talk to you. Uh, we, we've got news. Uh, last night, Roberto Perez and Cesar Hernandez named Gold Glove winners in the American League. Uh, not much of a surprise that, that Perez was able to, to pick up his second consecutive award, but uh, Cesar Hernandez, uh, I think, uh, you know, I guess based on the competition, you look at it and you say, you know, Danny Mendick, uh, Jonathan Scope, probably not the, the the elite defenders that you would think of. But uh, Cesar Hernandez in his first year coming over to the American League uh, really sort of uh, got gave the Indians everything they were looking for.
1: Right. I, I was going to ask you if you thought uh, Hernandez was a golden glove or you know, whatever caliber defensive second baseman, because I thought he was good, but, you know, he did not remind me of Robbie Alomar or some of these other people that played over there. It's not to diminish who he is, but, you know, when I think, and and you said these were all picked by uh, computer metrics, huh?
0: Right. Yeah. This year the, the Rawlings gold glove was entirely done by the uh, Sabre defensive index uh, mm-hmm. and, and and not usually there's the, the component of the saber de- uh, defensive index uh, but it's also a, a component of voting from managers and coaches as well well since not all the managers and coaches saw everybody right you, you pretty much only saw who was in your region uh you know central uh, east mm-hmm. and west uh, they didn't use a managing a manager's vote because that would be sort of a popularity contest again yeah and they didn't want to go that way so well, I mean
1: everybody's trying to make it i just kind of wondered i uh, I don't have a real strong opinion because I, I didn't see the other second baseman or whatever. I was just kind of a basic kind of historical perspective. You know, in terms of Perez, you know, Perez's throwing is elite. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't see, I know, like the year before, he didn't have a
0: pass ball. I don't know if that was the case this year. Or not. Continued to streak 120, I think 126 errorless games and 158 with no pass balls when you look at a guy that has such, it throws out so many guys,
1: first of all, you know, it stops the running game. But secondly, when they, they're they willing to really make that good throw to throw a guy out, you do risk throwing it away. Because mm-hmm. if you watch some of these catch, catchers, sometimes they're just making that throw to get it down to second base. Uh, it isn't necessarily that I really got a chance to nail him. I just want to get the ball down there. And so I say I did my job. But, you know, Perez was always going out after that. And, I, that's why I wrote before that they were going to pick up his option, and and that's why they did. And they they have all that framing stuff that uh, I don't I don't know enough about to to rate. But just when you watch him catching and nothing gets by him and he throws people out, uh, that you don't need metrics to say that's really good.
0: Right. It, it really two things about Perez. I think uh, you mentioned the throwing. We saw in the seventeen games that he missed, or however many games yeah. he missed. Uh, this season, we saw Sandy Leon throw the ball into the outfield pretty consistently. And it was just never an issue with, with Perez. You, you, you would never expect to see a, a throw like that out of mm-hmm. Burrow Perez. Uh, the other thing is the way I want that it's to ha- you too. it's, long, it's not as do with the awards, but
1: where do you think Hedges is in all this?
0: Uh, he's, he's about what, $3 million on his mm-hmm. arbitration uh, this year. Uh, that from the minute they, Attached him in the the trade. I, I I really questioned it. I thought, boy, this is a bad sign. Uh, you know, for Roberto, if they're they if if they're two and a half million dollars apart, and they're going to go with Hedges because you know he's got kind of a defensive reputation as well. Uh, I don't know. I, I are mm-hmm. you going to pay eight million dollars for your catchers uh, this year, including one that's going to sit on the bench? I, I don't think Hedges is on the team this year. It, it's possible they non-tender him.
1: I mean, that's what I was sort of wondering. I was told that they had to take him basically in this trade um, (laughs) because uh, San Diego, I believe, had picked up two catchers. Right. And so it was just one of those, like, we're we're giving you a bunch of these prospects that you want. um, And not necessarily just Naylor, but uh, the pitcher whose name, I forgot, uh, Uh, Mandillo or something like that. uh, Cantillo. Joey Cantillo. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> In that deal, but Canteo, they really, really wanted him big time. And I think that was one of those, okay, you want Cantillo, and you're going to get uh, Arias, who, you know, is a young, brilliant uh, defender. Um, You've got to take Hedges because, look, we just got these other catchers. You know, we'd like to get him off the payroll. He's not going to play. Uh, I mean, the interesting thing there is if he – is that uh, – Remember, they, they traded for Maha way back when in the hand right. deal because they thought he was going to be their catcher. Uh, they had hedges, they thought, well, you know, get a guy in there that could hit a little bit, or I'm sorry, hit quite a bit and catch a little bit. And it turned out to be he just hasn't really hit for them at all. Mm-hmm. And they've realized what the Indians did that he just is not a good catcher at all. Right. So, but yeah, but I'm just, just kind of wondering about hedges. I don't think they're just going to let him walk, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, you know, he did hit 17 home, I believe 2018, he hit 17 home runs. Right. There's, there's something there, but it's, it, you're not going to get that out of your, if he's going to be. He missed some pitches catch. by
1: two and three feet.
0: He just yeah. did. It's like he swung in one
1: spot if the ball was
0: there, he hit it, but otherwise. Um, yeah. He he really does, does come across as sort of a, a three true outcomes uh, sort of guy at the plate. So where you know, I think to, to be fair to Roberto on his hitting,
1: um, that shoulder was an issue, right? And I do think um, he'll go back to maybe not hitting twenty some homers like he did, but it's not going to be like what we watched this year. There was just so much strange stuff in baseball, Joe. When you right. look, at, right before we came on, they said Oscar Mercado. I forgot whether they batted one twenty-three or one twenty-nine, but there is no difference there.
0: No, no, he had, and, and, and he had
1: eighty-six plate appearances. He had a double and a homer, and that were his only extra bases. Eighty some
0: plate appearances. And, and well, that that indicates that they, they at least gave him a chance to to sort right. of work through something. But in a sixty game season, you you've got to play who's who's giving you you know some sort of output. Uh, I I would agree there. Uh, just to get back to to Roberto Perez real quickly, mm-hmm. uh, he he did mention. I th- I think there's a there's got to be a, a chart on Chris Antonetti's wall somewhere in his office. Uh, a cost benefit analysis about yeah. that 5.5 million where he looks at it and says look at what Roberto Perez does in terms of his pitch calling and his pitch blocking for mm-hmm. this young pitching staff uh, a guy like Shane Bieber developed this this knockout curveball in the offseason yeah. he he has you know two two different variations on his curveball right now but one that he can spike into the dirt and he can do that with no fear Mm -hmm. Uh, of roberto perez not blocking that ball every time and perez has actually talked about you know the the time that he puts in learning the the individual pitchers like Bieber, like plisak like Mm savali and their tendencies and even where their pitches break so that he's better prepared to block those pitches when he calls them uh that's the kind of attention to detail that i think you're getting for the 5.5 million that you picked up And, you know, that's what makes him the the leader that he is in the clubhouse. So – And here's
1: another key point, Joe, that we – because basically we're Anglos here. You know, we don't think in those terms. But Roberto being bilingual mm -hmm. is such an asset for a catcher. And especially when you have – you know, they'll have more Latino pitchers coming. Uh, Sandy Alomar had the same advantage when he caught. And that – Part of what helps your leadership ability is if you could lead in two languages. I'm, I mean, I'm very serious on this because mm-hmm. I've had some talks with Indians front office people, whatever. That is, I mean, John Hart used to talk about that, about Sandy, you know, had that. And it goes all the way through. So that's part of the reason, too, with Roberto. Um, and I also think, as you said, if you're it's almost like if you want to say, you know, he's going to be a part of your offensive line to help these young pitchers, you know, mm-hmm. what he does there. And it's like you want to make sure that that guy behind the plate, because you're going to rely heavily on pitchers and try to one, three to two all the time. Uh, you don't want to go back to the guy that uh, uh, isn't going to give you uh, elite performance.
0: Well, that's, that, that's a really good analogy. He's like a, a, a really good offensive line for a rookie quarterback. The, yeah. The, the rookie quarterback's best friend is a, a good offensive line and a strong running game. Yeah, a good
1: center, a good left tackle, something like that that he can yeah. rely on.
0: Exactly. And, and he's well, probably the two rolled into one. Well, yeah. So uh, the, the award comes out last night. We've got Perez winning. Uh, we've got Cesar Hernandez winning for the Indians. Uh, Hernandez, like you mentioned, uh, Roberto Almar. He's the first second baseman for the Indians to win the gold glove since 2001, uh, Robbie Alomar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Robbie and Omar won uh, both, both won that year. So they were unbelievable um, together. Um, Cause you know, I, I saw a lot of those games
1: and that to watch them play. And if you look at a couple of the seasons Robbie had at the plate, uh, they were some, if you roll in the defense with what I keep hit, like 320 some and 20 some homers and that overall some of the best Seasons, one or two of them, that like any Indians player had. Period. Right. Because of when you put in the elite defense.
0: Well, w- uh, the, the the WAR statistic would would back that up. I, I think he's in uh, among the top five. It never really you know in, in WAR one, yeah. uh, single season WAR for mm-hmm. the Indians. Uh, but the other guy that, that is way up there now, uh, or is joining him, is is Jose Ramirez. Uh, mm-hmm. Also uh, announced on Monday, Jose Ramirez a candidate for MVP. Uh, those awards will be announced next week uh, along with when Shane Bieber is sort of coronated as the Cy Young winner. That's, that's a no brainer, not even worth talking about, but uh, the only yeah, question that, here is, 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 unanimous is or Bauer
1: not. supposed to win in the national league?
0: That's exactly right. Trevor Bauer, the the favorite, I think that'll be a closer race between uh, Bauer and you Darvish, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's potential that guys who were both on the Indians staff in, in 2018 and 2019 are, are, are going to be um yeah i've gotten winners. a couple
1: emails from fans and say well the indians should have kept bauer and kind of ridden it out well fine you'd have ridden it out he'd have ridden right out of town um and and he would have cost you 20 million dollars uh, this past season so, exactly but even even if you had kept him then you wouldn't have the ask now we'll see how Reyes turns out and um, I think Scott Moss they, they like they got him in that deal they do like him uh, I don't know Logan Allen I guess they're still trying to figure out something with his motion or I don't know mm-hmm. something he has mechanical issues like I do when I'm <laughs> trying to work my computer um, so uh, we'll, we'll see how it all works out but he, w- he was going to be gone and you know if you think about it Joe all right so they had another elite pitcher I mean, maybe he starts the opening game and pitches like he did, and they, maybe they beat the Yankees in the opener. Um, but the same issues, I think, that sunk him against the Yankees probably would have caught him anyway.
0: Yeah, the, the, the issues are offensive. The issues are the outfield. The issues are no production there. Uh, you, know, you, had, you had Jose Ramirez you know, playing his tail off in the, in mm-hmm. the end of the season and, and into the playoffs. I think his, his last 11 hits of the regular season went for extra bases. Wow. He he can, I think it was something like his last 14 hits overall. I think he, Mm -hmm. he only had extra base hits in the playoffs as well, but uh, you got zero production. Like you mentioned Mercado. Uh, There was, there was a huge drop-off when you got to the outfield uh, and, and just really where are the prospects right now? What, what, how can you cobble together three guys to, to go out there and, and sort of make an outfield work for the Indians this, this upcoming season. I mean,
1: because of his two playoff games against Josh Naylor,
0: all of a sudden he's going to play, probably coronate it for left
1: field unless they go get somebody else. Well, I don't unless, think he's, that,
0: unless he's got to play first base, right?
1: Yeah, I think they'd rather put him in the out. What is this way. I think they think they have a better shot at finding a first baseman. when they do an outfielder. <laughs> I mean, funny. really, they, you know, if you want to try Bobby Bradley, I mean, I don't know if this would happen. Would Carlos come back here on one of those Jason Kipnis make good contracts?
0: It's going to have to be something. I don't think he's going to. It can find... be pretty
1: cold out there for Santana.
0: Yeah, and well, especially in April. We've seen Santana. We've seen April Carlos Santana. Well,
1: uh, I mean, I mean the market for that phone that ringing.
0: Well, and we've seen also uh, the reason why Jimmy is because Buffet in April song, he doesn't hit. Yeah, he doesn't
1: so either. There's an old Jimmy Buffett song, you know, if, if the phone doesn't ring, it's me, and and that's probably what is going to happen. I mean, he got bad at 199 or whatever. I mean, I don't know if I bring him back or not. And I love Santana, but he, he looked like he went from like 33 years old to 43.
0: It, it would have to be an extremely team-friendly friend friendly deal uh, for him to, to come back. Plus, you, you've you got – I hate to even say it. You've got Jake Bowers. You, you don't know yep. what you're going to do with him. Is he an outfielder? Or is he – he's, mm-hmm. he's probably best with the glove at first base. Mm-hmm. Probably your best – defensive first baseman in, in the organization yeah. right now. And and what are you going to do with Nolan Jones? You're not moving – you've already said – Antonetti has already said they're not moving Ramirez again. He's not going anywhere. He's a third baseman, and that's where he's staying. So you're not plugging a, a hole at second base with Ramirez and moving Jones over to third. You got to – you're going to play Jones at first base? You're going to play him in right field? Is that something you're going to do? I mean, maybe. I mean, right now I think we're going to see – a lot of experiments,
1: but um, I don't think they want to open the season with Jones on, no. on the roster. I mean, I, I've gotten – all right, you've been hearing the same stuff. So that that gives them a month or two in Columbus or whatever.
0: Right. I mean, He's never really you – know,
1: it's, it's another side – I've been going down different side roads as we're talking, but, I mean, I was talking to somebody um, uh, who's, you know, deals with the minor league things. If they're not going to have fans or they're only going to have 15 or 20% capacity, how do they play? They don't get TV money.
0: No, no. My, my, it, you're in a situation right now where the, the minor league season is is in a total question mark right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's in jeopardy of some sort or they don't start till July or who knows. Um, they, these people don't really know what's kind of along with the fact you know they're going to cut Mahoney Valley out of the contraction. But I'm, we're we talking about why to you get Nolan Jones going in April in Columbus? Well, I mean, he might be in Eastlake
0: again. I don't know. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's a possibility. They, they might do the alternate site thing again before they do some sort of camp in, in June or July. The The minor league season is uh, a huge question mark, and that's something. We even asked Chris Antonetti, and yeah. he said there's, there's been no guidance from Major League Baseball on it. So they're just going to proceed as, as usual, I, I guess. I mean,
1: you have a good point. Jose's going to play third. You don't know he's going to play short because they're going to trade Frankie. And by the way, he he stumped too for the most part, you know, at the plate, especially down the stretch. Yep. Because I, I forgot I did that thing like, why why was he distracted and that? And I had the last 15 or 20 games. It was not good, was like 230 or something.
0: Well, he yeah. wasn't Frankie good, but he was, you know, now, he
1: defensively, good. he was very good defensively right. he still was and and i think he made only one error or something all year
0: um, yeah i don't so, have the numbers on it but that sounds was, about it was right really
1: it was better than i thought joe when i went and started the, the piece and and in terms of like where they rated him with uh, the the metrics on uh, uh
0: fan grass he was like in the top three right well he wasn't he wasn't a finalist for a gold glove uh it's remains to be seen if tonight he gets uh consideration for the Wilson right. defensive player and I guess what
1: I'm saying but offensively I don't know what what really went on with him but he was he was just not a big help and and so that's why when you're going my goodness how do you feel in in, in the lineup um and also having someone to you know either batting before or after uh, Jose to you know to help in that case but mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm curious to see I think we're going to see a whole bunch of new players in here we may not know their names really but I just right. they're well, going
0: to be prospect hunting and signing, and, and and part of that's going to come with shopping. part of that's going to come with the non tender deadline as well. You might be able to pick up mm-hmm. uh, a guy or two, a stopgap guy. But really, just from a financial standpoint, the picture that was painted is is so grim that it looks like you know they might just go with as many guys on minimum contracts as you can, as many mm-hmm. guys who are under team control. As they can, you're, you're going to have what 23 million committed to uh, Carlos Carrasco, uh, Perez, and Ramirez. That's that. That's about. And I think they're trading Carrasco. I at, at the deadline, that will be the talk for sure. Yeah, or
1: if not before that, Joe, because um, if you want to get one of these kind of younger guys under control, that get hit, um, you know, assuming Carlos' health holds. Um, he is certainly a number three starter, say on a really elite team or that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. and when you were watching in the playoffs, some of these teams had trouble that got farther into the playoffs getting three
0: three starters going. Right. They often Carrasco. How much would your stomach turn at the sight of Carrasco in pinstripes? Because that's that's uh, where we're heading, right? That, yeah, that,
1: or, or somewhere going. like that. Um, I don't I don't know. I just yeah. I just keep thinking that's. 12 million, I believe for him or 10 million. I forgot which
0: he, he's at 12. I think, uh, Ramirez is at nine and uh, you've got the, the five and a half for Roberto. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, so
1: if you're looking at it, I mean, frankly, as you and I, if you were say, you know, Shapiro, if we were, not Shapiro, <laughs> I've been thinking actually about them making a trade with him, uh, right. because he's got a bunch of young players right. and Carrasco going there is actually where I was thinking about that.
0: Um, if, if, Bauer, if Bauer doesn't sign there first,
1: right? Yeah, well, that would be interesting. I just think Bauer's going to play them to go somewhere else.
0: Uh, where, uh, the, the question for me is, Bauer has always said he's only signing one-year deals. Is he going to go well, back that, on uh, that now? That's yeah. got to change, right? Yeah. He's, well, he, he's gonna...
1: he, he fired the other agency he had. He has this lady who's his friend or whatever it is. It's a, it's a weird situation there.
0: But she they're they're very big, friendly, yes.
1: Yeah, this big tweet about how oh no, we have re-examined this and because somebody put out something about three years for ninety million, and she came back with oh no no no, we would want more than that or
0: more years or more money, everything, both, <laughs> both yeah. Well, I uh, of course the story uh, uh, Trevor Bauer put out and confirmed himself where he had a an agreement with his his buddies that he would get, or his buddies would get to shoot him in a very sensitive area with a paintball gun if he ever signed more than a one-year deal. Because his philosophy well, at the time was... Better
1: wear some armor.
0: So, Well, his philosophy at the time was to bet on himself and to yeah. get, you know, $35 mm-hmm. million in one season and then go on and sign another $35 million contract the next year. So who knows if, if that's yeah, still- but that,
1: I will say this. I do think that right now with this environment, not just him, but many players who actually could get a pretty lucrative multi-year deal, they're going to grab it.
0: Right. The first one that comes,
1: yeah. Well, we just discussed here. We don't know how many people are going to be in the stands for this upcoming season. Secondly, Joe, all right, they open the gates. Baseball fans tend to be older. And – no go you follow me and this you know the virus stuff and all that right um they're not going to just it, it's one GM was telling me so okay we know even if we open it we don't know who's going to come right because well, tell you,
0: and, and they, they put out a, the Indians put out a survey last year to, to gauge interest if yeah. you know if if we're allowed to have fans back would you be interested in coming back and uh, if these measures are taken and whatnot so it'd be interesting to see what the what the demographics said if if older folks said, you know, they would be willing to risk it, or
1: um, well, I mean, they love the Indians on TV. You know that
0: the numbers come every
1: year; they're a yep. hit TV show.
0: Well, I will, I'll, I'll make sure to let not let Andre know that uh, you know they're, they're 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 doing well in the ratings. I'm sure he already knows. Yes, uh, Terry, uh, we're we're about up on time. Uh, we right. we up today, so uh, I really appreciate you you jumping in here. Uh, a lot of good stuff, and you know, it, it's good to get uh, you know different perspectives uh, from uh, from everybody just on some of these things. Uh uh real interesting to see how the the awards continue to shake out and you know, as we get closer to sort of Who's supposed to win the American League MVP? Who's supposed to win? I, I would say that Abreu's probably favored, yeah. but right now I think any one of those three candidates, uh
1: Who's the third one I forgot besides LeMayhew
0: in New York. So Abreu, yeah. you know, there's there's always there's always a New York guy in there, right? Yeah. So, so. We'll uh, we'll find out next week, and uh, maybe we'll circle back with you and and, and debate whether or not uh, pitchers should be considered for the MVP. Another one of our favorite topics. But uh, we, uh, short of that, we'll uh, we'll check back in next time on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Joe.